Hi, everybody. It's Father Nathan. You're uh, on the Joyful Friar podcast. It's great to have you along. Well, I like the idea that the word Advent is uh, also related to the word adventure. Um, I used to live up at Stanford, and there's this one road where all these venture capitalists had their office. And venture capitalists are people with lots of money who want to make more money. And the way they do it is to lend it out to people who are up and coming, people with a new idea or a new potential product or service. Uh, and at Stanford students, were there were so many of them, they were all brilliant. And many of them were creating things that uh, that might be the next big thing, but they might need venture capital. They might be somebody pretty much to make a bet on them, to venture that your idea is going to be uh, a great success and a great boon somehow to the world. So uh, sometimes having a, 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 a doing a new venture means stepping out and taking a risk. So it could be that stirring inside you, there's something that uh, others might laugh at or that might seem ridiculous, but a lot of people in human history have made a big impact by doing something that was an adventure, which at first looked ridiculous. So in the Advent season, you might even ask that question. Is there something that I, that, that I might be being nudged toward, urged toward, that uh, I haven't done yet, that uh, can an old dog be taught new tricks if you're an old dog? Uh, uh, could there be a new adventure to your life? One of the things that can happen, uh, I remember at, at Christmas time, I sometimes saw elders that, um, that didn't look very excited about Christmas or might even say, oh, Christmas is for children in a way that excluded them from the party. That, oh, I've had my Christmases, I'm too old for that. I remember thinking, yeah, but Jesus told us that uh, unless you have the heart of a child, you won't enter into the kingdom of heaven. Well, can't you be physically old and have the heart of a child at the same time? I think that's what Jesus was inviting everybody to. And you don't even have to be physically old. Sometimes people uh, want to bypass their childhood because they're in such a hurry to grow up. Some children don't want to be children. Uh, they want to be adults this minute. Well, anyway, um, having the heart of a child is, I think, part of the Advent season and, and the Christmas season that it uh, precedes. I remember seeing um, elders around the Christmas tree who would be handed a gift and they wouldn't open it. They put it on their lap. Sometimes I think it was because they genuinely were enjoying watching kids tear into their stuff and they were really uh, not so interested in opening uh, their own present as much as they were taking in the joy of watching children uh, at, uh, you know, at Christmas. Sometimes, though, it looked like they were just bored. <laughs> I just thought, I hope I never get that old. And as I said, I'm the oldest I've ever been, but I'm not that old. Uh, you give me a gift and I'll open it and I'll, I'll enjoy the opening of it. Same thing with uh, the idea of like, uh, you know, uh, elders that might go to Disneyland and then sit on the bench as other people go on the rides. 
uh, or go to the beach, but not get in the water, that kind of thing. And, and I, I've been guilty of going to the beach and not getting in the water. I'm, I am old enough to be that guy. But on the other hand, uh, Advent and, and Christmas, which follows it, invites us into uh, something fun and adventure, something that's coming that is uh, exciting and fun if we simply uh, go along for the ride, if we we take part. So that I think is important that we look at where might we be inclined to opt out. Um, if you've had some dis big disappointment, uh, the loss of a job, uh, loss of a marriage or a romance, uh, death of loved ones, Sometimes uh, our imaginations and our life circumstance can make us feel like uh, the best is over. And then sometimes people will begin to treat you that way, and and especially for elder people to say, what is it that you used to do for a living? I've, I have all this gray hair now, and, and people know that I'm not a pastor the way that I have been for much of my life. And sometimes they say, um, so uh, when did you retire? Well, thanks very much. I didn't. <laughs> and how are you doing your retirement? Well, I'm not retired. Um, uh, maybe I will be one day, but uh, but sometimes people can uh, approach a person uh, with an idea that that person's uh, vitality is mostly used up, or um, they're, uh, it's best to talk to them about the past rather than the future. Well, if that's the case for you, snap out of it. You know, uh, resist the dying of the light, uh, move into the spirit of Advent, which is about something to come that's exciting. Uh, if you need to sit still and ask, I would say, the Holy Spirit or whatever it is that guides you, uh, where's the new growth in me? What's the new thing that could be? Where can I help? Uh, how can I contribute? I believe you could do that on your deathbed. I'm if I if there's a dead death deathbed in my future, I hope that that's part of the way I lay in it. <laughs> if I have to, uh, I hope that I would be able to think. Hmm. I wonder, at least in prayer, what can I contribute to um, uh, my future or the future of people around me? That that's a, a, appropriate for uh, an Advent kind of spirituality. Another thing might be, you know, I was in the store the other day. You ever seen those Advent calendars? I was in one of those um, craft stores. Uh, craft stores start putting in holiday things way in advance, months in advance, because the presumption is you're going to take this home and you need some time to craft the item. You buy the you know, the raw materials of a wreath, but then you need time to make the wreath or whatever it is. Uh, I was in this place that was, you know, chock full of Christmas stuff because it's, you know, it was late October, early November. Uh but in one little corner, there was an Advent calendar. And I thought, well, I know I'm going to be talking about Advent. This Advent calendar, usually they're, uh, they're I think, I think the standard ones, uh, I think they start with 25, just because December 25th, you know, is Christmas. I think most of the Advent calendars start, uh, and that's, you know, that's a, a little less than four full weeks, but um, they have the, have little doors. And very often the ones that you see in the store will have um, chocolates in them for each day. And you can uh, you can teach a child about Advent and about awaiting the coming thing. But while you do, there's still sweetness. You open 
the door, if it's December the 1st, you open the door that says one on it. And there's some little, you know, like a Hershey kiss or something like that. Uh, and so you enjoy some sweetness uh, uh, while you anticipate something much better than that. You're hoping that on Christmas, you're going to get more than a, a Hershey's kiss. But right now you and you anticipate you, you and you, you savor some sweetness that happens even now. That's part of the Advent spirit too, that um, for those of us who uh, look forward to the coming of the Christ child, well, he's already here. Uh, this is an annual event. I believe that God is with me always, 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 even while I anticipate a deeper coming, some um, new thing that the spirit of God might do in me uh, even though I'm 66 years old and God's done a lot in and through me already, I still anticipate and I try to anticipate with some sweetness, like our daily bread. You know, when we pray the Lord's Prayer, we ask, give us today our daily bread. Give us what we need for today that will sustain us into our future. And um, an Advent calendar can kind of uh, point the way for that. Some people make their own and they're not always just candies. Sometimes there are, I don't know, little figurines or some little trinket thing, um, kind of like the little trinket stuff that might be in a stocking uh, that that uh, each day in an advent calendar, you can make your own. Uh, and there's probably a YouTube that tells you how to do that. But that's another way that advent is sometimes marked with some uh, little opening of a door that has something in it that's for right now that you don't have to wait for. Advent is a season that only lasts for a few weeks. And then when it comes to its fulfillment, Advent ends as the sun sets on December 24th, because that's the end of the day. And the 25th starts with sunset. So even then, um, you know, we might be getting ready for a midnight masses or in my family, uh, Santa came usually on Christmas Eve night. Our our little family custom was that we were five kids. And so there was almost always somebody that, that was uh, little and, and really excited about Santa coming. And older kids might be enlisted to, especially if they had a driver's license, to uh, go uh, uh, take everybody out to go see the Christmas lights. And invariably, while we were out looking at the Christmas lights, oh, you Santa came and you just missed him. Uh, but but under the tree were all of the things that Santa had brought. Well, in uh, as Advent concludes, it it gives way to Christmas. But even Christmas, because it's about the birth of a child, it's still the first day of this child's life. And then during the Christmas season, it's not just a day for us. And and we don't take down the tree the next day. The Christmas season usually runs for about two weeks to uh, the Feast of Baptism of the Lord on a, on a church calendar. We look at the Christmas season as a time for all the celebration of joy of, of new life and excitement of that. And we don't really even look back at Advent and say goodbye to it because it was always about coming. Advent was always about the future anyway. 
I usually find there's a little tinge of sadness at the end of the Christmas season when it's time to put the ornaments away and, you know, store things up for next year. In fact, on our calendar, the day after the Christmas season ends, it's called Monday of the first week of ordinary time. When I'm saying mass somewhere on Monday of the first week of ordinary time for the few people that show up on a Monday, I'll congratulate them and say it's their feast day. The Monday of the first week of ordinary time is really when all the blessings of our lives that have maybe been amplified and brought to our attention, if we paid attention to the Advent season, if we asked the Spirit inside of us to help us look for new growth opportunities and opportunities to serve, Monday of the first week of ordinary time is when we get to work. I remember when I was in college, it was I worked my first, it wasn't a nine to five job, it was only a part-time student job. I uh, was actually in the admissions office at of my university, but it was an office job. And I went in with office workers that were coming in, you know, on a Monday. And that's when I got my first taste of, thank God it's Friday. I never heard anybody say, thank God it's Monday. And I remember thinking, boy, I don't want a life that has a, a workplace where people come in on a Monday. Sorry that it's a Monday, <laughs> that the weekend is over and uh, all we can do is anticipate the next weekend in some sort of a uh, hamster wheel of, uh, you know, revolving boredom. I, I think the Advent season and the Christmas season land us at uh, the, the Monday of the first week of ordinary time. And I try to say, thanks be to God, it's ordinary time. You know, I get to I get to go out, be extraordinary in the world uh, when the world is, has let its guard down and expects nothing but ordinary wow, that's when you can sparkle. You can really be a light in the darkness that day. You can you can really uh, take up the, the challenge of living an extraordinary life in what looks like ordinary circumstances. And I'm, I'm grateful for the people in my life that have done that, who might have come along right at a time when I was anything but joyful and somehow brought light in the darkness. So I think I'll conclude with that. This season of Advent uh, and the other kind of festivals get that get celebrated in the Northern Hemisphere as the days get shorter and darker. Um, there's a lot of spiritual richness in it. And I hope you'll take some time and some quietude when harvest is in, when you can um, buck the trend and not let yourself get all frenzied about preparations for Christmas, that you find some room just for peace and quiet for maybe some downtime, for a little maybe a long winter's nap, that sort of thing. And that um, and that you invite the Spirit of God, however you imagine that, to speak to your heart in the quiet and point you towards a grand adventure. Thanks for being a part of this Advent series. God bless you. Bye-bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Joyful Friar. You can visit me at nathan-castle.com. Send me a message by clicking the contact button. If you'd like to support this podcast, you can make a donation by clicking the donate button. See you next time. God bless.